Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I am Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're talking about COVID and the vaccine. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's such a such a real serious topic. I know. Yeah. Great time just because you and I always have a great time. But the reality is this is a really serious topic. And it's hitting home with so many of us. If you are listening to our podcast today, by by no means, we are not doctors, we are not scientists. We are not COVID experts. We are two professional women, two moms that are discussing this and what we've heard from the experts. Um, so if you have any questions about COVID or about the vaccine, please refer to your doctor. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat, this morning I was looking at um, some statistics and I have it here as of right now, right? So as of right now, they have 300,000 COVID-related deaths wow. in just the United States. Mm. That's drastic. And well, well, what is it worldwide? I, isn't it like... Um, I don't know. I didn't get... I didn't it's get like 3 figures. million or 2 million? You know, nothing would surprise me. It's yeah. just horrible. It's horrible. And I'll tell you, with me personally, it hits home. I lost dad to COVID. He had COVID, Priya, for, he had COVID for three straight months. Wow. Not one symptom, which made it worse. Yeah. Because he was clear. I mean, I, I, I don't want to take away from those that are suffering, which is horrible, mm -hmm. right? So they're on ventilators and the death is just horrific and it's so sad. And you lose them that way and it's sad. But when they're also elderly, like my dad was at 84 yeah. and they're alone and nobody can go in the room and you can't be with them and they cannot be surrounded by I don't anybody. Know how you, I don't know how you dealt with that. that must and they, it, it was heart wrenching. It still is. Mm -hmm. This will be my first Christmas without him. And I recall the conversations regularly of him saying, why are you punishing me like this? Where is my family? Why aren't they here? And I would tell him, dad was clear-minded. Yeah. He was intelligent. He was always watching the news. So I know that he was watching and that he realized this was big. This was bigger than all of us. And this was real. Mm -hmm. But there were moments that I would just lose him to that moment of why, until when am I going to be here? Everybody says, yeah, well, you have to stay home and you have to be alone. Yeah. You have somebody. You have your spouse. Yeah. You have your children. You know, you connect it in different ways, whether it was through Zoom or FaceTime. But when you're elderly, you're really not connecting that way. And it, it was very hard, very, very hard. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, I, it's like being in isolation, right? He was That's what it is. Isolated. And so what happens as elderly people, they have, you know, a stronger sense of a, a higher risk, I, I feel, of depression. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard enough not being able to do things for yourself. 
and it's hard not being needed as you were most of your life or not being in control or not helping. There's so many things you lose with age um, when you're in your 80s and, and you're ill, like my dad was. He was, you know, bedridden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to add to that, now there's no family around and no friends around. And so, you know, it's, I, I feel so blessed to know that there are vaccines. So less people have to go through what I went through yeah. and through what so many are going through, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that my daughter, as we had spoken before, is a NICU nurse. Yes. And, yes. And she already received an email that in her hospital, they will be having the vaccine available for all of the, all of the frontline workers, all yeah, the nurses, all- the doctors. So the first responders and all the first responders, the nurses, the doctors, right. firefighters, everybody's going to be getting them. Yes. And this, this is the one that's coming in through Pfizer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the one that's coming in. Uh, I also found out that the police department and uh, emergency workers, firefighters and first responders in that, you know, in that area, because there's yeah. so many under that broad umbrella will be receiving theirs by next week. So they're starting with the doctors and the nurses, and then they move to... So Billy will be getting it. Or so he... Billy should be getting it afterward, like wow. next week. Wow. And then um, I also found out, I was looking at what they were speaking about. There's um, 1,100 nursing homes already scheduled next week to have in, all of their patients vaccinated. In Florida. In Florida. No, in general. In general. Okay. In general. So it's not a big number because mm-hmm. it's only 1,100. Yeah. And it's 1,100 nursing homes. And nursing homes can have a lot of people in them. Yeah, so it's people who are compromised. So the, so are people, the first responders. The elderly. It's the first responders. It's the folks that are compromised who have pre-existing conditions, I believe, too. Correct, yes. And, yeah. And, and then the elderly. Wow. So I, I am excited that there is a vaccine available. I do have my doubts. Right. I think um, that's a big issue. Yep. Yeah, that is a big issue because I, I believe in science and right. it's not like I walk around. It's, so me saying that I don't believe in the vaccine would also be like me saying, I believe that the earth is flat. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there so, are people that say that. <laughs> so, uh, yep, flat earther. So uh-huh. I, I, I'm struggling with it because of the ethics right. of vaccinations and the history of vaccinations and testing on black and brown people. And just the fact that it was rolled out so quickly. But I I do have a friend who works at Pfizer. I can't say his name, obviously, but, um, and I've been messaging him. And he said that he even had his doubts, and he's a scientist, he had his doubts at first, but because of the trials, um, he he realized, or he, um, he, he measured the risks. And he said that taking it uh, would outweigh, outweigh the risks. So the risks were really small. And obviously what we've seen in the UK with the rollout in the UK. So you do have to have a really severe allergy in order to have a bad reaction to vaccine. But, he, but talking to him has been comforting because I'm like, hey, are you going to take his, because he has two little girls as well. And his wife is a dentist. So you have two, two scientists, so to say, and two little right. girls. So knowing that he would take it and that if it's available for his his kids, he would give it to his kids is comforting to me um, because he's a close friend and I know he wouldn't put them at risk and he wouldn't tell his friends and family, you know, uh, the same thing. So 
Um, and he's going to be sending me some data. So the data that he's going to be sending, because I want to read about it. I want to read the science and the information and the studies to see exactly what is what with the Pfizer vaccine. So I have more information and I'm armed with more information when I talk about it and also before I even take it. Right. Absolutely. And I think everybody should do that. They should do their research to learn more about the vaccines rather than making assumptions. I agree with you. I'll tell you, Priya, though, my gut tells me the big hesitation I feel comes from how fast they came up with it. That yeah. I think it should be quite the opposite. I think this is proof that they can do things faster than they usually do them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we should be doubting this as much as we should be upset that it takes so long to find other things. That shows how when you really put the money and the effort and all the political things aside or into the project itself, you can get things taken care of faster. Exactly. Which makes me think, well, hey, you know, if, if you accomplish this that fast, mm -hmm. why are other cancer treatments or Alzheimer's treatments or so many other things out there taking so long, right? Mm -hmm. So you can look at it both ways. So which one is it? Are we hesitant because of one or the other? Yeah, so I, I do know that they use new technology in creating this vaccine. And, Fantastic. And uh, the, so this Pfizer, Moderna, Moderna, I'm saying, I'm yes. saying it wrong. This Pfizer, Moderna, Moderna, <laughs> I'm totally saying it wrong. So uh, there's those two, and then I know Johnson & Johnson and um, a couple other companies are working on vaccines. Now, this is, this is a big thing for Pfizer because it's the, um, they haven't had a new vaccine released in a long time. They've oh, just been producing. Yeah, they've just been producing and producing. So this is a big deal for them. And it's a two-shot sequence. So I know the first shot, um, it, it really kicks in after two weeks. And it does the job mostly, but you have to get the second shot to really have like a 95 percentile threshold in, um, in uh, what's the word, in immunization. 95 okay. Okay. Uh, yeah so you have to get two shots but the other uh, company Moderna he, they have the one shot system and I believe that one does not have to be um, it, it's it does not have to be uh, cooled down the same way that the Pfizer one is so there are differences in how the vaccines were made and how they're going to be distributed yes I, I, I did hear about that I heard um, that Walgreens and CVS were going to be facilitating the vaccine of Pfizer's vaccine um, starting as early, I believe, as, oh goodness, I want to say they were starting as early as a week from today, if not yeah. sooner. Yeah. So I think the biggest struggle was in transportation because of the temperature. Yes, be kept at, which goes right back to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they are. They are, you're right about that. They are starting in about a week with the other with the other company, and there's going to be a, a rollout. So as we mentioned before, there's going to be the first responders and the frontline workers. There's gonna, then they're going to be the elderly people who are compromised uh, that their health is compromised, and then they're going to move on to the healthy adults, and the healthy adults should be getting it around April March. Right. May around then. So yeah, between March and April. So the plan is that by the summer, a good portion of the population, they're hoping about 75% of the population in the United States will be, will be yeah, vaccinated. Huge. Yeah. That's huge. That yeah. Would be, that would be wonderful. 
So I know there are a lot of groups that are hesitant to take it because of the historical significance with, with vaccinations and sure. testing. Sure. Um, years ago, there were a bunch of uh, black men who were tricked into taking syphilis shots. There's also Henry, Henrietta Lacks, uh, who was, um, her cells were taken. So the reason why we have gynecology and we have so much uh, understanding of gynecology is because of Henrietta. They had okay, taken her body and, that. Yeah, and scraped cells. And I'll put information in, in the link when we share the, the podcast. But they had scraped cells, harvested, harvested her cells, and used it for science. And it was done without her permission or the family's permission, obviously. Um, so there, there's a lot of distrust in the Black community when it, comes to, when it comes to medications and medical practices. And that goes back to ethics, you know. Um, how ethical is all this going to be? And then they're pushing for black and brown communities to be the first communities to take the vaccine, which, which is also makes it feel suspect. I understand that they're, they're, they're among the hardest hit communities with COVID, right. but it also feels very suspect that they're pushing for us to take it first. Um, yeah, so you wonder if it comes out of love or, or a different purpose. Yeah, to see how we react, basically. Right. right. Um, so, and it, well, at least in this case, from, from what I'm hearing and seeing, it's really going to the first responders first. Mm -hmm. So that's a sign of hope because they're really starting with the medical field. Yes. I saw a quote yesterday. Someone had posted, uh, they were just making fun because you always hear, like, for example, 9-11, which wasn't, it, it, I'm not making fun of 9-11, but a lot of people 10 years later you know, experiencing all these breathing issues. Um, and you see that with some uh, medications that were taken. So the, the, the quote was pretty much making fun of the fact that there's going to be something five, 10 years from now where people are saying, if you are, um, if you are receiving, uh, if you are experiencing side effects from, the, from this vaccination for XYZ reasons, you can be part of this court case. You know, like, yes. <laughs> do you understand yes, what I'm Of course. <laughs> they do it now with talcum powder yeah. um, and cervical cancer. Yes. That's, that's a huge connection. And I'll tell you, not long ago, I saw um, the Big Bang Theory. And in, the, in that particular episode, the three female actresses were actually the two that are doctors, mm -hmm. not Penny, but the other two girls. And they're having a conversation and they're kind of um, upping each other with what they do. And so one does this in science and the other one's in pharmaceutical. So it starts really friendly and fun and then it just gets really kind of nasty. So the one that's in the pharmaceutical industry says, well, we create one medication that helps you with a tick, but we have to make sure that it gives you something else because we need to sell you something else and then we have a cure for the next one that we're going to sell you. So yes, of course, our medications give you other problems. How else are we supposed to stay in business? Yep. And I was yep. looking at that like, did you just say that? And, <laughs> so and then going an back, episode. and then go back to what you said. They did it so quickly. So they obviously do not know what the long terms of long term effects will be. They know what the short term effects would be because they did the case studies. But right. not the nobody knows. Effects. Nobody knows. Okay. So that's this is this whole thing is an experiment. Sure. Yeah, on human nature, absolutely. But you got to do something, right? I guess that's the that's the under end of it. You yeah. take a chance. 
and if you don't want to take the vaccine and you're generally healthy and everybody else is going to be vaccinated, then the chances of something happening to you should be less, you would think, right? You would think. So, but then you see, you, you see all the cases of healthy people getting it and then they ended up dying. You know. Yes, or with all kinds of side effects that they still have. Mm -hmm. So it's oh, a serious I, issue. And one more thing. So the, the vaccine is only available for 16 and over. They don't have enough data for children yet. So they haven't created anything for children to take. Um, so all these kids that are in school, elementary school, high school, middle school, they won't be inoculated at all until they come up with the vaccine for their age group. Well, that's funny because they said they had one that was coming up for cats. What? I heard it on NBC last night. <laughs> I heard it, yes. Well, where it did you for, hear that? For, on NBC. And last night's news, they were saying uh, for pets. So the only pet that they have found that can carry COVID yeah. is the cat. Not dogs and not any other pet, but a cat can carry it. Not necessarily die from it, but yeah. carry it, transmit it. And so they have some kind of a vaccination for it or it's coming up or something to that effect. I thought, what? You haven't thought of the kids, but you have it for the cats. Well, that is like... I know, I know. There. I am stumped. So yes. I have a cat. I love my cat, but of I love my kids more. Like why, why, are yeah. there, why isn't there a vaccine available? Right. And it's it, not anything against the cat. There's no doubt. You know, we love the cats, but a little priority maybe on the kids. Oh my God. Yep. And you know, last, last night uh, we, were, we were talking about it with our kids and J my two oldest are 16 and over. And then Liam, my youngest, is 13. So he's like, what? What about me? What am I going to get the vaccine? So you could imagine these kids might be scared too over the fact anxiety. that they don't have anything. That an all yes, absolutely. Anxiety is a, it's a real, real thing. You know, we'll talk more about it, of course, when we talk about mental health. Yeah. But anxiety and depression are huge with COVID. COVID is so much bigger than just COVID. I'm here in New York, and on December 14th, they had inoculated the first person here at Northwell Hospital Systems in Long Island. And it was a young um, uh, a Caribbean woman, I, I believe, that they were, that they were inoculating. And I, could, I know that because for, of her accent. So, and so they were trying to set a precedence also with who they were inoculating. And I know they're going to be doing more um, over the day here in New York. And I'm just like you just said, it probably all over the United States. Right. And I know they're in Florida. I'm in Florida and I know that they are in Florida right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I do know that as of December 15th, 425 vaccines will have been administered. And the goal is that it grows every single day on forward. It'll be a much broader amount and reach. I believe at this point, it's been New York, Florida, Ohio, and one more state, if I'm not mistaken, one more state. And I also know that one of the hardest hit area right now is Central California. So the initial shipment of 170,000 vaccine doses will go first to nursing home residents. So it's 170,000 that they have. And they expect uh, another 300, 346,000 doses of Moderna. More, I, can't, I cannot say the name right. Moderna. Spell it for me. <laughs> M-O-D-E-R-N-A. Moderna. Okay, so that means modern in Spanish. That's oh. the word in Spanish for modern. Oh. It's Moderna. 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 
Mod it's a female modern. Okay. So moderno would be the male. Moderna would be the female. That's an interesting. Of modern. Yep. So she, the vaccine or the, the not the vaccine, but the a pharmaceutical is implying modern, new. Yeah. That's interesting. So, and, and so the, the vaccine is also going to be distributed through healthcare providers, community hospital clinics, pharmacies, and urgent care centers. Cuomo was on the air. Cuomo's the governor of New York. Um, and he said the word, he was describing all the community organizations that would be distributing the vaccine. And he used the word army. He said, well, th there'll be an army of people going out and distributing or army. We'll have an army in place. And he was referring to the organizations. That's how he referred to it. Um, but I had a whole discussion online with another group that I'm a part of over the wording. And some of the folks were, were surprised that he used the word army and upset that he used the word army because they think that the military is going to be a huge part of the distribution. And that was a red flag for them. I don't think so. I don't see that in that. Yeah so, they, mm -hmm. yeah, so they took it out of context completely. They yes. took it out of context. Um, and there's concern about the army distributing it. But as far as information goes, that's provided. And of course, we're going to see, see it visually as well. We're going to see how much the army is involved in the, the distribution, if they're going to be involved at all. Um, but as far as information goes, that's provided out there. It's mainly going to be healthcare uh, facilities and providers that's going to be distributing it, not the army. But right. I do have to say the armed forces have been involved in the COVID testing because they have a lot of medics. And I know this because my cousin's husband is a medic in the army and he has been stationed here in Queens doing testing. Okay. And um, they're, so they're, we, we are using resources from the armed forces, but it's not like there's gonna be soldiers in the street like you have to get vaccinated. This right, is, right. That's not gonna be happening. Because uh, number one is scary and that's not proper protocol. We need the medical professionals to be the ones that are distributing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that there is already an agreement that's official that CVS and Walgreens are going to be yes. the go-to, right? Aside from the medical professionals that are being sent to the hospital. So that would be the question is, who is it that's going to be to, going to hospitals? Or are the vaccines just being delivered to the hospital? And then the hospital is told the protocol. So having Samantha at the hospital and knowing that she's going to be, she just received an email as a nurse with Nick Yu that she will be receiving hers. So I might have an answer for you sooner than later. And I'll let you know, Priya, what they are doing. Is the hospital itself receiving the vaccinations and are doctors administering the vaccinations to the, the staff? Or who's really coming to administer it? Just curious now that you mentioned harming. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do think the doc, I mean, I'm making an assumption here because obviously we don't know yet, but uh, right. I think it's going to be the doctors. The doctors are going to, and the nurses so are going to be doing it. I think so too. Yeah. And I, I, I see it as a very positive thing. And I know everything has positive and negative. It's just how it all works. Yeah. I, I do see a silver lining at the end of it all. I'm really happy that it is here. I could see hesitation. I can understand hesitation because it was fast even if it weren't fast there would still be hesitation because it's new and that's just you know human nature to be cautious 
Um, but you know, I'm, I'm po- I feel positive about it. If that means anything. Yeah. I'm feeling is very positive. I agree. I agree. There's, there's some hope there. There's, there is hope. There's caution and then there's hope right. uh, for all the reasons we mentioned it. So if you're, if you're listening today and you're watching, just know that you're not alone in your doubts and right. um, you're not alone in your hopes and your fears. Right. We're right there with you. Um, but we do encourage you to do the research. Don't just take a conspiracy theory and run with it or what somebody just has to say. Do your own research about it. Just like COVID, when COVID first started, everybody's like saying a million trillion things. Though really we had to wait for the science. We had to wait for the testing. We had to wait for the research to really know what, what the disease was all about, what the virus was all about. So it's important for you to take the initiative, sit down at the computer, look at, you know, read some articles, do what you need to do, and make sure that the, the, the information that you are seeking um, is not from a conspiracy site either. <laughs> so we're talking about credible sources. Oh my goodness, you know? yes. I was, geez, I was listening to something. Uh, they were making fun on the radio. A radio station was making fun of a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that was going around saying, of course, they're going to give it to all of the healthcare workers. Once they're gone, then it's over. If you really get sick, they're gone. And I'm like, oh my goodness, who thought of that? But, you know, hello. Uh, if they're gone, then how are the people who are... You know, are they keeping doctors captured in like a dungeon somewhere they're going to use from themselves? The I don't think so. I, I, think that cons- <laughs> I think the conspiracy came from if, if all the doctors are gone, then we're doomed. Because first, you're going to get rid of all the, all the not doctors and nurses, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to all the police and all the, um, all the first responders, which include your paramedics your firefighter like you're really if that's the case getting rid of anybody that can help you on survival mode mm. right then what where are you gonna leave the apocalypse. <laughs> we're gonna be in the oh, apocalypse <laughs> yeah like i don't watch those shows but maybe i should start watching them <laughs> you know, these conspiracy theories i'm telling you they're just insane sometimes and scary thoughts yeah so again you know science is real whether or not you believe in it absolutely and, and I encourage you to push your opinions aside and just do the research, look at the data, the, the case studies. And, and science is not always 100% either, but that's why we have scientific research and the scientific method. So the science can be challenged by other science and tested over and over again. Um, and keep, keep scientists keep other scientists accountable when this happens. And in- yeah, so it's important to do your research. So we want to thank you so much for, for tuning in today and listening to our podcast and watching us here on Facebook and Twitch. Uh, make sure you like, share, follow. Again, do your own research for COVID. Yes, and the vaccine. We are not professionals in the medical <laughs> field uh, or science field. We're two professional women that just happen to teach environmental science to preschoolers. Uh, that's a Our whole other that's a whole other show that we're going to be talking about in the new year. Um, and, you know, just stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Socially distance. Uh, respectful of others. Respectful of others. Hand sanitize whenever you can, as often as you can. And just be safe. Be, be conscious of your decisions and be safe out there. Absolutely. And what else, Mercy? Yes, and please follow The Edge Helps 
our website is theedgehelps.com and all of our platform handles are at the edge helps so there you'll see all the wonderful things we're doing to impact our community our women and all of our children in need so this is the i'm speaking podcast with priya and mercy thank you for tuning in have a great week